0: Mystic Fix, a program for the whole being, with Julia Gordon-Bramer on Newstalk STL.
1: Welcome to Mystic Fix. I'm Julia Gordon-Bramer. I am a professional tarot card reader, an author, a poet, a scholar of mysticism, and your host, I am excited about the show today because we're on the subject of psychic mediums, what they are, what they do, and even more fun for me anyway, is that instead of the usual tarot card reading segment, uh, I'm going to get a reading on the program here so First guest today is author Sally Crow. She is up in the Vermont area and just an incredible, successful psychic medium. I also have a medium from the state of Delaware, Patty Rickman. Patty did uh, an amazing reading for my sister, you're going to hear a little bit about, and she is going to be the one to read for me in segment three. So stay tuned. Welcome, Sally Crow. You are the author of Spirit Speaker. Uh, Maybe you could give us a brief introduction of of who you are and and what this book is about.
2: Sure. Um, I'm a psychic medium, and I have been aware of my gifts since I was a child. My great-grandmother was my first teacher. I've worked professionally as a psychic for the last 30 years, and this is my third book. Um, This one I wrote for my clients really because i wrote it for everyday people because there's a lot of answers to questions i am commonly asked by my clients who come for connection to their beloved dead which are their ancestors their loved ones who have crossed over into spirit so this book is meant to be a healing book and a way to help people to find comfort and connection with their dad. Yeah, I think
1: most people know of, you know, like the, the Hollywood mediums, the Long Island medium, uh, right. things like that. Do you, do you find your work to be similar or do you think that Hollywood has exaggerated things or maybe even disrespected
2: the spirit? I think that Hollywood looks for sensationalism and that in reality most people are not going to be happy with a stranger coming up to them on the street and you know talking to them about their dead i do think that that is personally disrespectful but everybody has a different way of approaching it for myself i think that people can get really clear answers mediums can have clear conversations and see and hear from the dead and everyday people can have connection with their dead. They just often write it off. You know, we see something out of the corner of our eye and we turn to look and it's gone. And we convince ourselves that it was our imagination. And in reality, if we stopped looking at it as our imagination, and we started saying, yes, that's a visitation, then we would start having more of those experiences. And often when we, You know the reason they disappear when we try to look at them is that spirit we see through it if we think of spirit as being in another dimension
1: yeah do you believe everyone has this ability to see spirit at least to a degree
2: I think everybody has the ability to a degree i often think of it as being similar to art in that everybody is capable of doing art but not everybody is going to become an artist an artist is going to require a significant amount of skill but it's also going to require a significant amount of dedication to develop real ability and skill and training. That. Yeah. Yes. That's
1: interesting. Cause I'm a professional tarot card reader and I often equate it to singing. So I, yeah. I say, you know, anybody can sing at least a little bit. Some you could listen to all day. Some, Oh God, please stop. Right. You know? <laughs> right.
2: But we're all capable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so when did you find that you had abilities? Was it something ever since you were a very young girl or was yeah. it something you decided for?
2: My great grandmother was a wise woman in her town in the fact that people came to her house to have her talk to them about their future and their dad and to give them simple healing remedies, you know, through herbalism and such. And she knew that I was going to be psychic in a medium from the time I was little. And so my training, if you will, began with games when I was like three or four years old.
1: Hmm, interesting. And that was like purposeful games that your grandmother yes. did with you? Yes. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, so did she... you not were you not aware of what she was doing at the time?
2: Um, I I wasn't aware that it was unusual is really a better way of putting it. So like I had never even heard the word psychic until I was twelve years old and I watched The Dead Zone by Stephen King. Uh-huh. But when I understood what it was, I was like, oh. Okay, because my grandmother used simple terms like sometimes, you know, things, Sally, dead people talk to you, Sally. It's okay. There was no fancy fluff. So that Hollywood piece, you know, there was nothing scary about it. But at the same time, she didn't sensationalize it. It's like, oh, you were so gifted. It was more like you have brown hair and blue eyes. Dead people talk to you. (laughs) You see things and know things. So it made it really casual and in some ways easy to accept. And I didn't realize that other people weren't having that experience until I was in school for a while and started realizing it wasn't that common.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you believe that when you connect with the other side, that there can be healing and guidance there, right? Yes. Um, can you tell us more about that
2: or, or even give us an example? sure so both ways there can be healing and guidance you know we can receive guidance from our loved ones who are in spirit when we're in need and often that guidance is going to come through maybe in our dreams maybe in a form of knowing we might even think we're hearing it in our own mind that it's our voice because we often you know don't know how to differentiate between how we're getting information um until you're much more developed and we can also work on healing our dead dead that have died with a lot of unresolved trauma and that's something that we're experiencing a lot of in this day and age because you know we have a very high level of addiction ptsd um you know suicide rates are high violence is high So there's a lot of souls that their death is not a smooth transition. And when that happens, I find that families often really are coming to see a medium or coming to see me at least um, as part of their healing. And then they often will pray or, you know, set up altars and talk to their dead and help them with that processing as well. And part of a big part of helping our, you know, more troubled dead to find peace comes out of finding peace ourselves because they are watching the living. They're seeing how their life affected people, their decisions affected people. And that is part of the process.
1: Oh interesting. So you're saying that somebody may not necessarily rest on the other side if they left something someone in a state of upset or or something right
2: well it's sort of it's a little different because one of the big differences is in the volume of our emotions so you know i like to describe it in a volume dial like a stereo in that most people go through life If we have a, you know, volume dial of zero to 10, most people go through life with their emotions set at about a three or four, a person with anxiety, depression, mental illness is going to have their volume of their emotions set more than eight or nine, which means they're literally drowning in that emotional feedback all the time, which makes decisions harder to make when we cross Mm -hmm. over we have our emotions turned down to about a two, which means that we all have the ability to review our life a little more analytically. I kind of look at it, the difference between having a experience or watching something on television. So when we watch something on television, we can still have an emotional response to it, but we can process it easier. So, you know, somebody who's got a lot of emotional things that they carry over with them is not going to be experiencing it at the same volume level that they did. They're going to be able to analyze it better, you know, be able to see it from different perspectives. There's a lot of healing that happens after we cross into spirit.
1: And have you come across spirits that were, you know, malevolent in any way?
2: Sometimes um, that's really a lot more rare. You know, I think that's the Hollywood bit. The way I describe it is that most human beings that are alive are pretty decent people. And then there are people who are living people who are malevolent, okay? Mm -hmm. And it's the same way in spirit. So while I have dealt with spirits in different ways, my work is generally geared toward working with people in a healing manner. I work with everyday people. Um, you know, police officers and waitresses and grandmas come to see me um, to connect with their beloved dead. And so most of the time, that's not going to happen. Okay, um, you're, you're,
1: you're dealing with human spirits, not not demons, not guys. I, I have
2: I, in a different level. I do end up getting called in if people have real problems going on, you know. Okay. But again, that percentage of my work is not even a tenth of what i do but i will say that there are you know there are experiences that are out there there are times when you are dealing with something that is malevolent or you know i don't necessarily know that demonic is always what would be the word to describe it but definitely evil spirits do exist they're just a lot less common than hollywood would like us to believe
1: yeah how about have you had any really profound or transformative experience that you could share with us?
2: Oh, I've had many profound experiences. I had, I have had experience, a lot of experiences with elemental spirits as well as human spirits. In fact, my second book that I wrote, The Path of Elemental Witchcraft, was brought on by a tremendous experience that I had on the side of Mount Shasta with the spirit of water, which... I literally had the spirit of water communicating with me at a sacred well. And it was so profound that I was there with eight other spiritual travelers. And when I was able to like open my eyes, everybody was standing around me with their hands up, like, you know, something is happening. We don't know what it is, but it's powerful. In that case, the spirit of water came to me and first started telling me that, you know, there was a the spirit of water. And in my mind, I'm rationalizing this. Somebody's working on me and singing on, on me at the same time, because I slipped so deeply into a trance, like unexpectedly. And then the spirit of water said, yes, but more, you know, I'm like, are you the spirit of this well? And it's like, yes, but more. And I'm like, are you spirit of, you know, all the water of Shasta? And it's like, yes, but more. And then it actually told me that it was the spirit of water, like, because that consciousness is so connected. And wow. It showed me all the times in my life and in previous lives that I had worked with water. And I've actually worked with water a lot in this lifetime before that. Then what came out of that was that I came home and I immediately started working on the water of people's bodies when I was working on them, because I do healing work as well. So I was like asking the water to work with me. And then and, and we're a, like
1: 90% water. Exactly. Right?
2: <laughs> yeah. And then within a year of that, I had written a, you know, five, I mean, four, yeah, 476 page book on working with elemental spirits and magic and it all came out of this experience with water. On a personal level I've had many experiences with spirits that are not necessarily human. I'd like to joke and say my work is pretty normal. I have an office in the downtown area, <laughs> you know. I'm uh-huh. featured when my town has like events going on and stuff, so it's not like I'm hiding this stuff and so a lot of my clients really are normal and they're having normal needs with with spirit. And so spirit speaker was written for everybody. The path of elemental witchcraft, which was very big, had a lot of instructions on communicating with spirits and that information while it was based on working with different elemental beings was, is not limited to that because those skills can be transferred into different types of beings. A lot of it is about like shifting your vibration, if you will. Like who are you talking to? Again, the radio dial. Like uh-huh. which channel am I tuned into?
1: Well, great. Well, in in these last couple of minutes, what would you like readers to take away of, about your book? Uh, you know, what what do you want them to know most importantly?
2: I want them to know that it's for everybody. That regardless if they are looking for a book to help them to understand the process of death, what happens on a spiritual and energetic level, and what happens when we cross into spirit whether they are preparing for their own death or whether they are in that beginning stage of being curious about mediumship because there also is a lot of information in it um, that is helpful for opening those doors including the different types of trance that we go into in order to receive information um, ways the spirits communicate so it's it's a good book for people who are both on the you know personal path of mediumship and those who are just curious about death for one reason or another
1: fantastic
2: and and Sally Crow how can people connect with you <laughs> they can connect to me through my website which is sallycrow.com that's s a l i c r o w.com sallycrow.com and i'm a bit i'm on facebook and instagram and You can find my books at all major booksellers. And if you ask your local library bookstore, you can get it ordered.
1: Well, we appreciate your time and look forward to digging in.
2: Awesome. Thank you.
1: That was psychic medium Sally Crow. And in the next segment, we're going to talk to psychic medium Patty Rickman about what she does and how she does it. And in the third segment, we'll get a reading for yours truly.
0: This is Mystic Fix with Julia Gordon-Bramer on News Talk STL.
1: Welcome back to Mystic Fix. I am speaking with Patty Rickman, who is a psychic medium. You're also a spiritual advisor and a healer, I believe. Right, Patty? Yes,
0: I certainly am. It's great yeah. to be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks. Yeah. Um, So I found you, Patty, sort of, uh, through my sister, who had a reading with you at the Illuminate Festival in Ocean City, Maryland, uh, where I was doing tarot card readings. And she was completely floored by you. And in the time that, uh, you know, in the short time since the festival, she's told me there was some things you said that eh, didn't quite sound right that have already come true. (laughs) So. Oh, um, wow.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. But, uh, she actually got a lot of healing around you. Um, I, you know, I'm sure you read for a number of people that day, but you saw some pets of hers that had passed away that she was just carrying so much grief around. Uh, like it really messed up her life for a while. So let's start with, you know, what you do. And, and, you know, so for my sister, uh, you were you were open and seeing spirits around her, including animal spirits, right?
0: Correct. Yes, yes, correct.
1: Explain for those who don't really understand what a psychic medium is, what a psychic medium does. Uh, explain what you do.
0: Okay. Uh, great. So I first was able to communicate with spirits when I was eight years old. And that sounds kind of young, but I'm an old soul. It came authentically to me. And my mother really cultivated that with me. She, her mother, my grandmother, she was very intuitive. She felt things, although at that time they didn't understand what it was. So my mother was, she had, you know, she, she understood what that is, what that was. And Mm -hmm. so I would write short stories and I would express Um, what I was seeing and feeling with her and I was drawing things and she just always made me feel like it was okay and because of that I believed in my gift more and more if that makes sense so I'm originally from Baltimore Maryland Uh and I moved to Long Long Neck Delaware which is where I felt motivated by spirit to uh, open open up my shop And my shop is called uh, Serendipitous, Your Spiritual Oasis Awaits You. And I know that's a little bit of a long name um, because they already branded the name Serendipity in the area. So I chose, I have always, um, Serendipitous has always been um, the name of my shop. And I manifested that along with my spirit guides. Um, And I always knew that I was going to open up this shop. And I decided that the beach location was the best fit. And I did that about seven years ago. And I've been reading professionally for about eight to nine years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a psychic medium, which means that I can communicate with those who have departed. And that has been a gift that I've had ever since I was eight years old, probably prior to it. But that's my first real memory of, of that, a recall of that experience. And being able to be in touch with pets as well, because she touched on what your experience with or your sister's experience with our reading. Um, And I've been able to communicate with pets that have departed as well ever since that age of eight. And it Mm -hmm. just really means that I can feel, I can hear, I get messages both, you know, through auditory means. I see videos, I see pictures, I I can uh, hear actual words. I've had uh, spirits present They're, you know, human form to me um, many times, but I I get messages from all sorts of uh, senses, really.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Great. And so what's, what is the experience? Like if I'm a client of yours and I uh, walk into your shop or I, uh, or let's say I'm across the country and I want a reading, I, can you help me that way?
0: Absolutely. I do remote sessions. And a lot of times, clients, you know, they don't understand how that can be the same as being right in front of me, but the energy is the same. The vibrational energy is what I channel. So Mm -hmm. I'm able to do Zoom readings as well as phone readings. And, you know, I have also done text messages readings and email readings and it's the same because i channel the vibrational energy is what uh-huh. i do um, i dial into somebody's vibrational energy and i'm able to essentially transport my energy to them or they transport their energy to me but mm-hmm. a typical session would be whether a pers- a client's coming into my shop or whether i am doing a phone or zoom I do prayers and affirmations, and what that does is it protects my client, the space between us, as well as my space before I do any reading. And then I will go into the reading, and I use a notebook, um, and I do, I call it scribing. I'm not sure a lot of other psychic mediums call it that. It, It kind of looks like doodling. A lot of people tell me it looks like clouds, and I've done that ever since I was eight, and what that does is that helps me connect to my client's vibrational energy. And I'm able to receive those messages more clear. I still receive them, even though I don't do the scribing all the time, but Uh it's easier for me to channel into the vibrational energy with the scribing.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. I know one other person who does that uh, here in the St. Louis area, uh, Julie Weller, and she uh, spiritual doodles, you know, <laughs> kind of as yes, she's yes. as she's coming, yeah, yeah. That that's so cool. Yeah, that's nothing. I've I've never pursued that. Uh, I am a professional tarot card reader, and so I work in a similar way as far as the energy goes, even down to text messages and email readings, uh, which some people prefer for the anonymity. And I think some people want to know that we're working entirely off of. Vibrations and connecting with the oneness, and not getting visual cues or you know hints on body language, that kind of thing. So it's maybe a way to prove ourselves. Uh, I I never set out to do it that way with my tarot cards, but I just answered the call when people asked, and it seemed to work as well as anything. So what's your story, I- Patty? As far as how long have you been a professional? psychic medium?
0: So about nine years, I would say professional. Prior to that, Mm -hmm. I've always received messages and I passed those messages. To me, it's kind of like the divine agreement. I did that ever since, you know, a young adolescent. Mm -hmm. And what that means to me is that I agreed that I would pass messages along to anybody that needed those messages. And I was quite bold about it, even at a young age, Um even in high school, I remember, you know, getting uh, messages from uh, some people that have departed really, really young uh, people, and they would come through and want me to deliver the messages to, you know, peers. And even though it seemed nerve wracking, I still bided by those spiritual contracts, those divine contracts. And I did pass those messages along and as you know and I'm sure a lot of other not only psychics but psychic mediums will will probably say it gets easier over the years Mm -hmm. you know with more practice and you know more confidence and more validations and Uh now I don't think anything of being in the grocery store and receiving a message. Message and walking up and introducing myself. Hello, my name is Patty Rickman. I'm a psychic medium. I own the shop here in Long Neck, or wherever I am, whatever town I am. I ex- I explain where I'm from and where my shop is located. And I'm receiving a message from someone that's wishing to give you a message that has departed. Are you open to that? And it's important for me to ask if those potential clients are open because mm-hmm. I never, you know, for me, it's it's I I would I would never want to impose any messages that are trying to come if the person isn't open to receiving them. And sure. it's also important for the person that is delivering the message from the other side as well. Uh-huh. So um, has it been mostly positive? Like when, when you've done that? kind of thing? Absolutely. It has been, I, I can't think of a negative experience that I've had to be honest. It's all been positive. And I will say you were speaking about skepticism or skeptics earlier and to me, I feel the same way you do. It's I get that question a lot. Do you get um like frustrated when somebody's skeptical? And and my answer always is, and I feel this authentically. Never. I actually gravitate towards the person in the room that really doesn't believe. <laughs> and uh-huh. I will go up to that person and, and start to talk to them if I'm receiving messages. And usually by the end of the message, there's tears, there's joy, there's, you know, a uh, a decompression of their energy. They feel heard and validated. They, they feel like a weight has been lifted off their shoulders. A lot of times, kind of like your sister felt um, yeah. with pom-pom. <laughs> you and still so, remember. <laughs> um, yeah. I, um, did you ever meet pom-pom by the way? I did. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, so because I usually don't keep the information, but there has been communication since we started this call. So it just kind of <sighs> came through um, <laughs> Yes. So, um, but yeah, that happens all the time and I gravitate towards those who might not authentically be motivated to be open to this, Um, you know, and so it's not for me that I don't fear that I never have. And I'm grateful that I don't fear that, but I never have. And it's always been a positive experience. I really have never had a negative experience.
1: Wow. Is there um, a standout story you could share of some kind of event that was life-changing, either for someone else or even for you? And I'm putting you um, on
0: yes. the spot. I mean, I, I, no, no, it's okay. It's all right. It's certainly okay. I will, I will, if it's okay, I'll share two. Um, yeah. The first, the first time I had, I was very young. I was probably in my mid twenties. I'm 50 now. And I was at a car wash and this gentleman and his son came through from the other side and immediately wanted me to approach his wife. And the mom, uh, his son's mom, let her know that they were okay. And they had recently passed in a car accident. So I knew a little bit of the backstory because they shared a little bit of the backstory. I saw the accident. And and sometimes, a lot of times, actually, being a psychic medium, I actually am, they will show me the the event. I feel the event. I see, I smell, I look around at different things. I'm able to really put myself in the place of the event at the time that they passed or departed. So I walked up to the woman and I said, I'm sorry, you don't know me. My name is Patty Rickman. I am a psychic medium. And even then I had the confidence to say and articulate that and boldly present that. And I said, your husband, Robert has come to me and your son, Bobby, and they wish to let you know that they're okay. The accident that happened not too long ago, they're both together, they're okay. You know, I wanted to let you know that he's very, you know, grateful for how you handled his his funeral. And I just went on and on and on. And then the tears just flowed and flowed. And she hugged me and she thanked me. She said, you know, Patty, I'm so grateful that you came up to me today because I am I have been in a really dark place. And I so appreciate you've changed that all around. And she reached out to me a few times after that. To let me know she was okay, which I appreciated. She validated more that came through in that reading. And that story has stayed with me. That was like one of the first experiences being out and having, you know, a father and a son that had passed away tragically in an automobile accident, Uh him placing me at the scene of the accident, me feeling everything. I even talked to her about her not being able to be at the hospital. Um, before they passed and you know I went on and on and she validated all of that I described the car's color exactly what happened in the accident um, full details and um, she was completely blown away I was completely blown away it was just a very moving experience
1: wow oh got chills let's take a quick break for messages and when we come back we will have you do a reading for me
0: You're listening to Mystic Fix with Julia Gordon-Bramer on News Talk STL.
1: And we are back with psychic medium, Patty Rickman. And we're turning the tables a little bit. Usually as a professional tarot card reader, I'm doing readings for callers, but we thought it would be fun to have you read for me. And so uh, listeners and viewers can see what, A psychic reading is like with you. Uh, So um, what do you see around me, Patty?
0: Well, um, I'll tell you, I see many things. I, one of the first things I, you know, it comes through that you are a very deep thinker. I see a lot of books. I don't know if you're in higher education, but I see a lot of books around you. I don't know if that's what you You prefer to do on your leisure time. But I do see that. Are you and I also see kids around you. So I don't know what age demographic, but it just kind of feels like either kids look up to you or you have been there as like a role model for kids. I just feel a lot of connection with this actually feels older. uh, Have you ever taught? um,
1: I have been a teacher. I'm no longer a teacher, but I have been a teacher on the college level. Yeah. So that this is applying.
0: Okay. So are are you still connected with some of your students that that you I taught? I am.
1: I am. Yes. Yes. Okay. Some of them I think will be lifelong friends.
0: <laughs> yeah, it kind of feels like you were more than just a teacher. It kind of feels like you have been a mentor to not just your kids but to other other people in in your life. It kind of feels like teaching And learning have been kind of a staple in your life, the openness and willingness to learn as well as the willingness to project what you have divinely that is coming out of you. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I also feel a deep connection. I know that we talked uh, earlier about uh, the reading that I did with your sister, but I also feel a a deep connection to animals um, as well as your sister does. Um, I don't know if you currently have animals at home, but it just feels like there's this deep divine connection with animals that you have. Are you also able to communicate with animals as well?
1: Uh, to a point, yeah. Uh, I I am a cat lover, but I have rescued all kinds of animals and and done some volunteer work at the Wildlife Rescue Center here in Missouri. So yeah, <laughs> you, you got that. Uh, sometimes I'll look at my tarot cards okay. for for animals to try and get the story if I'm trying to understand uh animal behavior or or something like that yeah
0: right i'm kind of like going in a different direction because i think that was the opening but i'm True. going in a different direction there actually it's a female energy that's stepping forward did you recently lose I'm seeing more than one person actually, but did you recently lose somebody that's very close to you? It kind of feels like a severe illness and I'm gonna wanna say it's around the chest area, but I don't know if it started out in the chest area and sort of broadened to a different, um, I'm I'm also having problems breathing, so I don't know.
1: Um, Yeah, I I lost, interesting you said more than one because I lost two friends on Friday, this past Friday. Two friends died. uh, Oh, wow both from diseases uh, within okay. a few hours of each other. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, okay. and, I, so and, this... and oh, I'm sorry, the female, um, I sat in hospice with her, she she had cancer. Uh, the other friend had ALS.
0: Okay, well, and it's interesting because I was getting both a cognitive and an, a severe illness. So I guess that would be the duality that there would be two separate uh, diseases from two separate people, but were, were, did they know one another? They did not. Okay. Because I do feel a connection. Maybe the connection is you, but I do feel a connection. The one woman in particular is like trying to make me laugh. And she's like, I don't know, she keeps saying, Okay, you go girl. I don't <laughs> I don't know why. She keeps saying that to me. She's like, you go girl. Um, because she's like, You are really you're really on it. You're really on it. But she's wearing something on her head. Now, did she go through chemotherapy?
1: Um, some time ago she gave up on that. And she just, she was trying to do it after chemo wasn't working. She was trying to do it the holistic way. So, you know, she was just trying everything basically and nothing worked.
0: That's what's the M initial? Um, uh,
1: Her last name, Mondello. First name is Sue. And she's
0: also talking. Okay. (laughs) She, you know, she said, you, um, you and I are a lot alike. And what I didn't, um, what I didn't tell you, Julia, is that my degree, my master's degree is in holistic health. So oh. that's what she was saying she said the eastern approach was what she really was motivated to go towards um even though you know she, it wasn't that she was totally and completely against pharmaceuticals she just that was not in her belief system and it's coming through that she um and she you called her Sue's mm-hmm. like S U Z yeah, yeah. uh huh okay did she always sign her cards or something with that like uh, sometimes just, to some she was suing
1: Yeah. To some, she was Sue. To some, she was Suzanne. Yeah. I just met her and and knew her as Sue's.
0: Sue's. Okay. Because she's like showing me this big S with the U and the Z. And it almost looks like that's how she signed her cards for you or something. That's what she's showing me. Um, She's talking about the holistic. um, I don't know if you had said this before, but did you guys know each other for a long time?
1: Not not particularly. Uh, When I met her, she already had stage four cancer.
0: Okay, because it feels like a deep, like a soul connection between the two of you, like a karmic connection. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys finish each other's sentences or a deep connection, but it kind of feels like there is this deep, like spiritual connection between the two of you. And now I know you're spiritual and I know that like she, she feels that same way. Like she, mm-hmm. that's her philosophy. Absolutely. That's her premise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, she showed me a beautiful rainbow and a butterfly. So I don't know if that, that those two things are a symbol, but that's what she's showing me. Did you recently see a rainbow or something? Cause she's showing me like this beautiful, gorgeous rainbow.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Um, you know, she, she loved symbols like that, but, uh, but my sister saw a rainbow and the sister you read for and, uh, and texted it to me, um, on on oh, this Monday, wow. so you know that that's just a kind of interesting correlation. Oh, wow. yeah I, I don't know um I you know it, she had no connection to Suze but uh yeah it, just interesting
0: I don't know <laughs> oh, wow. I, I so and then she's showing me a beautiful it looks like I don't know if her favorite color was like like lavender or it just it I, I see like a butterfly and I know that there are not a lot of purple butterflies, but it, it definitely looks like it's a purplish color. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not sure, but she is pulling back her energy. Um, I typically ask my question, uh, my clients if there's any specific questions that you have. Is there any specific questions that you have either for her or for anything else that you'd like to clear up for your future or anything like that? Yeah you're multifaceted, like, you know, you are excellent at, at your tarot cards, um, you have this amazing show, um, which feels like it's growing and growing and growing. Um, and, and it's interesting, because today was the first day, the first time that I've ever been exposed to this. So I, I didn't even really do any research before uh-huh. <laughs> um, we we communicated today. You're like brilliant at manifesting things. Like, are you also a writer? I am a writer. Yes.
1: Yes, I have um, a okay, few books out, just... more coming. <laughs> Anything you could tell me about my other friend who just passed? I'll give you his name if you'd like. It is Bob.
0: Okay, and that's the one with the the cognitive, the ALS.
1: ALS. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, he's, um, you know, he is he's very prideful, um, so there wasn't going to be a lot of information. But I'm getting my sign and symbol for it. in the initial diagnosis, either he was misdiagnosed or they thought it was something else and they went in one direction and he wasn't sure. So he didn't want to alarm. So who is this? I, I feel like a female energy or, you know, gender is kind of hard for me sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes through, um it'll come through. And, and, and if it comes through like, you know, female oriented, I, you know, I would give the, you know, understanding that it would be a female, but it, Gender can be difficult for me, but there is a female yeah. energy, like sort of coming through. I don't know if he was really close to somebody, or he, if he somebody has a. Had sister. a uh, could be, okay. Had- it could be male, but but uh-huh. had a lot of female uh, energy. If that makes right. sense,
1: right? I I see. I, I see. It's probably his sister.
0: Okay. Okay, because somebody's really dealing with the loss very very hard, and you said it was just last Friday.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, first of all, I'm very sorry for your loss. Nice. Um I keep hearing the song. Was he connected to music somehow?
1: He sure was. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, okay. uh, they um, used to call him okay. Beetle Bob.
0: <laughs> okay. Um is it can you explain that it was Beetle Bob like a somebody famous?
1: Locally famous. Yeah. Well, I mean, even nationally famous. Um, A, a lot of a lot of okay. uh, the musicians knew him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So so was he actually a musician?
1: No, he was not. He he okay, he was a character.
0: <laughs> OK, yeah. Very, very animated. Very like, you know, larger than life animated. It just kind of feels like could get along with most anybody. Um, he really didn't like injustice, though. He was big on not liking things that didn't weren't balanced or weren't just. So please just also have that as a validation. Okay. Um,
1: well, we are uh, just about at time, but it has been an absolute delight, Patty. Um, tell uh, our, our viewers and listeners how they can reach you if they want to connect with you for a reading.
0: Absolutely. Well, my, um, uh, my direct uh, contact number is 443-506-6955, and that's how you could call directly to either schedule a, um, on over-the-phone reading or a Zoom reading or an in-person reading at my Long Neck um, uh, retail shop, which is called Serendipitous, Your Spiritual Oasis, awaits you, which is located right there in Long Neck across from Indian River Golf Carts. I'm also on Facebook, and I can give you that location where you can see my five-star reviews. Um, it's at www.facebook.com backslash serendipitous online one um, backslash. And that's my direct uh, seren- uh, serendipitous Facebook page. Um, my, my website's not up right now. I'm having a little bit of technical difficulties, but I'm going to have it up and running in the next week. And that is www.serendipitousonline.com
1: fantastic i so appreciate your time uh we'll uh, we'll talk again sometime maybe and uh, and i'll send you links when uh, when this is all up and on the air so thank you thank you and uh and we'll be in touch thank you. all
0: right you take Sounds care fantastic please. thank you so much for the opportunity you too okay bye bye
1: if you like what i do And if you'd like to learn more about how to read tarot cards and what it's like to be a professional tarot card reader, and if you want to get some of the juicy stories that I've encountered in uh, this interesting life of mine, you're going to want to check out my forthcoming book, Tarot Life Lessons. It's all the stories from my journals of what it's like to be a tarot card reader. My publisher is Destiny Books. It will be released November 7th, 2023, but you can pre-order it now on Amazon.com. In these stressful times, we need connection. We need to feel connected to our own bodies, and sometimes we want to feel connected to others. That's where our sponsor, Kama Flight, fits in. KamaFlight Flight is a combination of acro yoga, time massage. They do incredible workshops at the Chosen Retreat Center in Sebastian, Florida. At the Chosen Center, you can get healthy meals in gorgeous surroundings, surrounded by luxury and nature. For more information, visit at comma flight, that's K-A-M-A-F-L-I-G-H-T on Instagram. This was our 25th episode Of Mystic Fix. I feel like we should get some sort of award for that. Uh, Thanks this week to our guests, Sally Crow and Patty Rickman. It was our first time incorporating a reading for me into the program. So that was kind of fun. I have so much appreciation for Comma Flight, our sponsor. Mystic Fix would not happen without Comma Flight. If you're interested in checking them out, again, I know you heard the ad a minute ago, but it's at K A M A F L I G H T on Instagram. Uh, Thanks also to News Talk STL 1019 and 941 FM. Uh, We would not be possible without all of those, and also our studio engineer, Leah. If you would like to be on the show, either to be on for a tarot card reading or for one of our book giveaways from one of our great authors, please go to mysticfix.com and register. I love to hear your show ideas and comments. If you wanna tell me something, you can email me at julia at mysticfix.com. Check us out on Twitter, at mystic underscore fix instagram at mystic fix radio and of course on facebook where i believe you just searched my name uh with mystic fix julia gordon bramer with mystic fix thanks for giving us a little bit of your valuable time tonight hope you will tune in in the next week be well and stay spooky friends
2: Thank